0: Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good
1: morning, 730 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keen. Not major news, but there's a lot going on out there. General Motors CEO Mary Barra. She says they're uh, undervalued, GM is. After a record profit last year and higher earnings in the first quarter, GM shares down 12%. Uh, this morning, I haven't started training in pre-market yet. Barra telling uh, Bloomberg Television, GM can handle a downturn and sustain profits. They're making investments in ride-sharing and self-driving cars. Their future's bright. Valiant cutting its 2016 profit forecast. New CEO Joseph Papa starting his attempt to turn around the drug maker. Earnings 6.60 to $7 a share in March. Under the former CEO, they were anticipating 850 to 950 Verizon got to bid $3 billion for Yahoo's main Internet assets, according to the Wall Street Journal. And Samsung considering introducing two new smartphone models featuring bendable screens. Also, this uh, wonderful news, Jerome Curiel, convicted of causing record trading loss of $4.9 billion at SockGen, won a lawsuit today claiming he was unfairly dismissed, gets €400,000 for that. Now let's check in with John Tucker and get the latest world and national headlines. John?
2: And uh, Mike Hillary Clinton hoping for a victory in today's primaries in California and New Jersey and contests in four other states. But an AP count shows she's already reached the number of delegates needed for the Democratic presidential nomination. Democratic rival Bernie Sanders says tomorrow he'll return to Vermont to, in his words, assess where we are. Speaker Paul Ryan set to unveil the first plank of a House Republican legislative plan aimed at carving out an agenda for a party whose presumptive presidential nominee, Donald Trump, hasn't offered many detailed policy positions. At least 11 people are dead. Another 36 wounded after a rush hour car bombing targeting a bus carrying riot police officers went off in Istanbul. Forecasters say Tropical Storm Colin moving rapidly toward the northeast as it continues to drop heavy rains over the southeast. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm
1: John Tucker. Michael. Time now for the Land Rover Persippany Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with Rob Bushka. Rob.
0: Come morning, Mike. The Yankees have relied most of the season on their pitching, and primarily out of the bullpen. So when they got a much-needed power surge at the stadium, it's just what they wanted. Swung on and hit in the air to right. Calhoun going back. He's on the track. He's at the wall. She's gone. Carlos Beltran belts a three-run home run. The Yankees' first three-run home run since April 7th. That's Sean Sterling, Yankees radio, on the call. As Beltran's home run was the third, and just two innings for New York, and provided all the Yankees needed in a come-from-behind 5-2 win in the series opener against the Angels. Masahiro Tanaka he allowed two runs in seven innings. Andrew Miller struck out the side for his third win of the year. Our oldest Chapman earned his tenth save. That series continues today as Michael Pineda hosts David Huff. Matson Pirates, they were postponed to Mother Nature in the Steel City. They'll play a Twin Pills starting at 1. That's Stephen Matz and Jonathan Neese nice in Game 1. They were supposed to start on Monday, followed by Jacob DeGrom and Juan Nicasio in the nightcap. Mets, they enter in second place two games back of the Nationals. And the Penguins, a 3-1 winner over the Sharks for the Stanley Cup. They're up three games to one. That's your NBC Bloomberg Sports Update. Mike?
1: Rob Buschke, thank you very much. As we mentioned, it is kind of a quiet day, but uh, equities are higher. Everybody's taking a breath after Janet Yellen suggested the Fed's on hold. We are not on hold. We are Bloomberg Surveillance, and we are on top of all the news today. We will continue to, uh, watch the markets, as I mentioned, uh, go higher on the day. Almost six points now for S&P futures, 54 for Dow futures. The FTSE in London up 29 points. New poll puts remain ahead just barely. That's a, a very interesting race. The stock 600, five points higher right now, 1.3%. Now it's time for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM Report, brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology. Investing more than $110 million a year in applied research to solve problems and improve life. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.edu. For
3: that, we turn to Bob Lund. Michael, good morning. Here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. A Swedish proposal to ban imports of American lobsters by European Union countries is being disputed by U.S. and Canadian scientists who say the move isn't supported by science. U.S. and Canadian lobstermen export $200 million worth of lobster to European markets each year. The call for banning the imports follows discovery of 32 American lobsters in Swedish waters, and officials there fear an invasion Species that could spread disease and overtake the European variety. A U.S. government scientist argues there's too much at stake to act without robust, peer reviewed science. While well, to catch a falling star, luck might not be a factor anymore. Lena Okijima, an entrepreneur in Japan, wants to get into the business of creating tiny artificial meteors. Her company could start offering on demand meteor showers by 2018 made with small pellets released remotely from a small satellite. The shooting stars will be available in different colors and could be millions of, could be seen by millions of people at a time in urban areas. She's thinking of theme park operators, event organizers, and governments as the most likely customers. The meteor showers also have scientific application because they'll take place in the mesosphere, a part of the sky that's too low for satellites and too high for weather balloons and aircraft. Spectral analysis of on-demand shooting stars could help scientists learn more about part of the atmosphere that may hold key information about climate change. That's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Michael.
1: Bob Boone, thank you very much. Well, there's a lot going on out there that investors have to take consideration of from Brexit to Trump to uh, what's going on in the Federal Reserve. And one way you do that is through derivative strategies. You can do your hedging. Edmund Shing is Global Head of Equity Derivative Strategy for BNP Paribas. He joins us now. Uh, of all those things out there, I guess it, I'm, I'm just kind of curious, what, is drawing the most interest what are people most interested in hedging these days in other words what's what's the greatest amount of uncertainty out there
4: well i think you would have to say political uncertainty is probably still number one on the agenda i i'm sitting in london and clearly within europe uh, We have a number of issues politically to deal with, not just within the UK, as you've mentioned, but also you have the rest of Europe. You have elections coming up again in Spain, where we had uh, an inconclusive result in the first general election. We have local elections in Italy. We will have elections in Germany and not to mention, of course, your little election in November, so we really have a really very much an election-charged year, um, and at the same time, people are very much focused on central bank policies and the divergence—or maybe not, as it would seem—between what happens uh, in the U.S. and, of course, what happens in the rest of the world, namely, of course, Europe and Japan in particular.
1: Well, let's break that down. If I'm worried about what's going to happen with the British election, uh, shall we say, uh, then what what, what are people buying?
4: Well, it's actually, it's quite difficult because what people are actually buying is not a lot. And I think what we find is people generally are avoiding, for instance, equities within the European sphere for that reason. They're not trying to take a view one way or the other within equities and rather think, well, actually, if I did want to express a view, I would rather express it in other asset classes. And, of course, foreign exchange would be the most obvious one where we have seen big moves in volatility. So currency volatility probably has been the number one area which people have looked to express a view or to hedge uh, their views on on the various political events.
1: Is it the same story here in the United States with the the Trump risk?
4: I think – Less so, uh, less so. I think people, but, but again, if you look at something as simple as the VIX index, clearly it's very low. And I, yet this morning was looking at the volatility of the VIX index, so the volatility of the volatility, which is a second derivative. And that's even, and that's actually sitting at a 12 month low right now. So it would seem that despite the obvious political risks that you might perceive coming from, um, from, from the Trump In fact, the markets are quite calm and taking it very, very much in their stride. And, you know, you have the S&P obviously bumping up against 2120, 2130, which for me is a very important resistance level. Um, Actually... I am quite surprised we're that high, and that we're not taking into account more risk than it seems the market is at the moment.
1: Well, we've got central bank risk uh, every month, or you know, in the United States and now with the ECB every six weeks. But we don't get the political elections, uh, but every couple of years. How far in advance do people generally start putting money into hedging risk in a political sense?
4: Well, I think generally the, the problem is when you look far enough ahead with elections, you never really know what the actual policies are. And, and ultimately, I think, if anything, people do tend to overreact to the various policy statements of, uh, of the different candidates, because in actual fact, the best, policy generally for well the just the, the best way that politicians can treat the economy is through normally a policy benign neglect i.e. Yeah. the less they do in meddling in the economy the better and so typically what will happen is uh... investors will overreact to every pronouncement by candidates before elections but the the ultimate truth is candidates will never be able to put into force many of the things they actually would like to yeah. or say they would like to
1: edmund ching from bmb paribas global head of equity Derivatives strategy thanks for joining us today here on. Bloomberg Surveillance. You've got time, in other words, to get your Trump hedges in. Bloomberg brought to you by Fordham University, the Gabelli School of Business Executive MBA, top rank with a renowned professional network. Classes in Columbus Circle or Westchester. Learn more at Fordham.edu slash EMBA.